Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Matthew chapter 19, and we just started it in the previous episode. Let me go back and reread those verses and set the context. Some really important things being said here. Here's verse 1. When Jesus had finished these words, he departed from Galilee and came into the region of Judea before the Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. So Pharisees came to Jesus testing him, asking. Now here's the question they ask. <coughs> Is it lawful? For a man to divorce his wife for any reason at all. And Jesus answered and said, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now we looked at that in the previous episode. I wanted to sort of pick up from those last verses right there and continue on, okay? Jesus was giving us some things right now which in past times might have been rather obvious, but nowadays uh, is not. And this is great information, folks, and great knowledge and great wisdom and great understanding and great truth for us to hang on to. Jesus verifies here from the beginning that God created. See, there's a lot of professing people that will say that, uh, well, no, God didn't really create things, just happened, but I believe in God and I believe in Jesus. Well, no, that's wrong. God created. And it, Jesus verifies that he created them male and female. Okay, male and female. Not male and female and 56 or 57 other varieties. In the foolishness of our age, and is this not just abject foolishness that we see nowadays, so much what you see in Romans 1. Remember what it says in Romans 1? Professing to be wise, they became fools. Well, we are seeing that on steroids now. But Jesus himself, folks, said male and female, and he's quoting the Old Testament. So Jesus is verifying that he believes in the creation account, Genesis 1, 2, and 3, and Genesis 5, because he quotes those passages here. Jesus believes that creation account, that there was an Adam and Eve that there was a Garden of Eden, that they were male and female. And it's just male and female, not all the other things. Jesus himself said that. Is that not enough? And I touch on this all the time, but it's, the repetition is worth it. Uh, the things that have so often divided the body of Christ, particularly in the last 100 to 200 years, Jesus touches upon it. A lot of times, uh, particularly in academia, they'll say, oh, that whole story about Jonah and the fish, that, that didn't really take place. Jesus speaks to that, okay? Uh, Daniel, they'll say, well, Daniel, it was written in the second uh, uh, century B.C., and so it's really not a prophetic account. Jesus calls Daniel a prophet in Matthew 24. He calls him a prophet. Jesus speaks of Noah and the flood. He believed in the universal flood. Okay? Jesus himself speaks of these things. There's a couple of examples like that. So what did he say here? Have you not read that God made them from the beginning male and female? Then have you not read this? For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, 
and the two shall become one flesh. That's right out of Genesis 2, I believe. Then Jesus says this in verse 6. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Whatever, therefore, God has joined together, let no man separate. We know that phraseology probably from weddings that we've been to. Whatever God has joined together, let no man put asunder and separate. And that's the absolute truth. When God uh, brings it together, you don't need to separate it. So, verse 7, the disciples said to Jesus, Why then did Moses command to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? Because when you get, you see in Deuteronomy 24, the first four verses right there, that Moses says, okay, well, give her a written certificate of divorce and send her away. In other words, write down something along this line, this woman's not pleasing to me anymore, so I'm sending her away. The next guy that comes along may find her pleasing. Seriously, that's sort of the idea behind it. Well, verse 8, Matthew 19, Jesus said to them, because of the hardness of heart, because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it has not been that way. In other words, when he says Moses, right, he's speaking of the law, okay? And he says the law permitted you to divorce, even though it wasn't that way from the beginning. And the only reason that permission was granted was because of the hardness of your heart. Verse 9, Jesus speaks, And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for immorality and marries another woman, commits adultery. So Jesus said, if you divorce and you marry another woman, you send one away and you take another one, except for immorality, then you've committed adultery. Now, that I'm going to look at that except immorality. Uh, Jesus does give exception as for a fornication <coughs> immorality. And there is the exception. But that exception is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. We treat it that way. We treat it like, okay, so my spouse has been unfaithful to me, so now I can get out of this thing. Okay, I'm going to send them away because they've done that. Well, that's right. You can do that. But when you look at the totality of Scripture, particularly in the story of Hosea, you know, and Gomer, that kind of thing, and then several other kinds of things that you can look at, it's not a requirement. People treat it as a requirement that they're believers and they're both spouses are believers and one of them has committed immorality then it's like a requirement that I send them away. No, 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 no. You know what the requirement is? The requirement is forgiveness. Have we not seen this? We saw that in the 18th chapter of Matthew. The requirement is forgiveness. So if the spouse comes and repents, confesses and repents and asks for forgiveness, you're required to forgive. And if they say, I want to stay together, then you need to stay together. You say, well, I can forgive them, but I want to send them away because of the immorality. Then have you really forgiven them? Seriously, now, think about that. Have you really forgiven them? If you say, okay, yes, I forgive you. I receive, you know, what you're saying right here, but I don't want to remain married to you. I'm going to send you off. I'm going to divorce you. And you say, well, and what's the, what's the phrase, people? Oh, I have scriptural grounds. <laughs> people say, well, I have scriptural grounds. Well, you know what? You do have scriptural grounds. And Jesus was the one that said it. Yeah, yeah. Except for this, you're right. But I tell you what, folks, I think you need to look at even the greater thing. If somebody asks for forgiveness and we say that we forgive them, but then we do something as major as send them away and divorce from a marriage, 
Have we really forgiven them? Have we? And you say, well, that's a hard thing. They've done this. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go read Hosea, like I said. Why do you think the scripture, all through the prophets, God's always talking about how Israel played the harlot and broke his heart, how they played the harlot. Yeah, yeah, God totally understands that. We understand that. But this just isn't as flippant and as simple as so often we treat it. Okay? Well, you can imagine the disciples had something to say about that, but my time's running out. We'll pick that up in the next episode, okay? <laughs> Thank you for your time. I'll see you then.